Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Jabba ruled with fear, but this podcast will rule with respect. Welcome back to Tatooine for a major Domo episode. It's the book of Boba Fett and Normies Like Us. Jabba the Hutt once sat upon that throne. I intend to rule with respect. I've known you a long time, Boba. What should I do about him? Trust your instincts. Try spinning. That's a good trick. Wizard. You heard it up top. Once again on a very, very special episode from a galaxy far, far away, we return to the topic we love on this podcast. Star Wars talking Book of Boba Fett here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, I I don't know, Colin Fennec or something like that. I'll be uh, the Mike DeLorean. Ooh. And this is uh, Jacob the Hutt. <laughs> nice. I was hoping you'd be, yeah. be Jaku like Grogu. Yeah. Jacob the Hutt, yes. But we're here on Tatooine again, you know, our favorite planet in all of Star Wars. Disney's favorite too, planet. apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With Kenobi on the horizon and all that and uh, Mando. But no, we got the Book of Boba Fett, you know. Wow. Into the frying pan and out of the Sarlacc, as they say. <laughs> um, yeah. So Disney Plus new show, uh, streamed it, talking about it, you know. A lot of people, I guess, anticipated it because it's Boba Fett. Everyone saw him in the background. He's this cool character. He never got to do anything cool. Shows up in uh, Mandalorian, does some cool stuff. He's back, baby. Got people talking. And then we have the series. So how about you guys? Colin, like growing up, were you a Boba Fett guy? I see your I was, card there. So I am. I've got my card here. I'm excited. We are recording this from Jabba's Palace. Uh, Joe is in Carbonite, so he's not going to mm-hmm. tell you his little background. But uh, yeah, I, I've got my dumb little uh, original Star Wars trading card here, and I guess it will devolve into a rant like like any guy our age would have of, why did you like Boba Fett out of all the dumb Star Wars characters? He's an idiot who had no right. lines and he doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. He just and looks cool. I would point Jacob to the card <laughs> and respond with, it just looks cool. When you were a kid, you just prescribed all this stuff to him. And now we have this crazy show with a backstory. So what, what what's right. your experience with him, Jacob? Well... You know, I, I've always liked, you know, Boba Fett, his look, his helmet. You know, he's a bounty hunter. I like bounty hunters. I like that angle and everything. But uh, I think here's what happened, right, with this show. When they announced the Mandalorian show, people were like, oh, it's, it's going to be a show about Boba Fett, right? But they're like, no, no, it's going to be a new character who's going to be a, a badass Mandalorian bounty hunter. Uh, and it was great. But then they're like, okay, now we're going to make our Boba Fett show. But we already like gave all the cool character traits to Din Djarin. He's just a way better character. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened with The Mandalorian. And that's why, or with Boba Fett. And that's why the, the show is the way it is, right? And yeah, just yeah. to pause real quick, Jacob, and say, yeah. little Colin Brooks waiting to get on the school bus, looking at this card he has. If somebody, if time traveler Jacob came back in time, I was like, <laughs> you think that guy's cool? Wait till Din Jarin comes out. I'd be like, what? 
yeah. but but fucking here we are, man. And yeah. you're right. I agree with everything you just said, truly. And we'll get into it more here right after, you know, the intro here. Um, full spoilers for Book of Boba Fett. So if you haven't seen it, watch yes. it before the next segment. Um, and for me, too, yeah, I've always kind of thought Boba Fett, I liked him because he was cool looking. He's got a jet pack and a cool helmet and a really cool gun. Probably one of the coolest looking guns in all of Star Wars, maybe next to Han Solo's blaster, I would argue. Um, yeah. So just iconic stuff, a little cape action, you know, he's cool. Um, had that mystique. And I think when you have smugglers and bounty hunters, it's like just having him in the background doing nothing added so much like depth to the universe. Yes. Right. Well, that's the thing with the original yeah. series. Um, you know, he wasn't, he didn't do that much in it. He was just kind of in the background a lot. He looked cool. He put Han Solo and Carbonite, but he kind of went out me. like, you know, <laughs> He didn't go out in a cool way. He got pushed into a fucking Sarlacc no, pit by a blind guy. He gets a Wilhelm stream, too. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. does. He does. Amazing, Mike. And again, mm-hmm. I'm glad we're getting the answers to the Sarlacc pit, Jacob, quote unquote, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, just again, to, to blow people's mind to the past of it all, just to what Mike said of his, his minor appearances mm-hmm. in the time before the Internet where there was no screen grabs. You know, it's not like I was going to set up a camera in front of the TV, take a picture, and then come to you guys at that same bus stop I just mentioned and go, well, guys, this is my favorite scene in Empire Strikes Back where Darth Vader assembles the bounty hunters. No, it was a VHS tape I had with my brother. We would put it in, get to that point, pause it, and look at each of those characters. IG-88, mm-hmm. Dengar, you know, all those Bosk. crazy ones, Bosk, and <laughs> yeah. you would look at Boba Fett, and you would just go like, because you know, my brother would say, who's your favorite out of these guys? And I'd be like, well, it's fucking Boba Fett, like, yeah. look at that guy, he looks incredible, out of the guys yeah. with the bandages on him and the space lizard, it's like, come well, yeah, on. Yeah, that's back when they had, you know... One guy will just be wearing like a Wolfman costume in the, in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, cantina and be like, "That's yes. that's probably a Wolfman species that or something." Bring back for Obi Wan. Bring the Wolf. I want back. that little yeah. bat that was getting probably a Bloody Mary. I'm sure they were serving underage that little bat guy. He shouldn't have been allowed that far, right? But uh, uh, so yeah, speaking of Obi Wan and what we might get a backstory of, hopefully the Wolfman and yeah, obviously Boba was the coolest. And, you know, we, we we were thinking you might see some of these guys at Dengar, which, you know, the book has not closed maybe completely. Chapter two or whatever, we'll see. But for right. now, we're going to go and dive right in to the book of Boba Fett. A trepidation, dangerous journey. Okay, I can't speak. <laughs> I got to hit the back like to Like a tank. bantha. Like a bantha. Like a bantha. There we go. <laughs> We're back, and we're opening the book of Boba Fett. That's right, folks. We're talking about that uh, goofy clone it's an interesting bounty book. hunter. <laughs> yeah. so, the main character's not in it that much. Out. Yeah, it gets written we'll out get of a there. couple yeah, we'll chapters. Get we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, it's an interesting book. I guess, you know, we talked about it a little bit on, like, uh, one of our watches, just kind of, uh, we started watching the first few episodes, initial impressions, but, you know, I think broadly, you know, just to explain the scope of the show, it kind of details with flashbacks of Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc, and then modern day scenes of him trying to take over Jabba's palace that we saw at the end of Mandalorian Season 2, yes. and then kind of his journey of assembling allies and trying to rule by his own code uh, that's less um, ruthless than Jabba would be. 
And there's some surprise faces, some allies that show up, and some new foes that uh, maybe appeared in some other Dave Filoni-helmed projects. And mm. it all kind of comes together, and that's what's in this book. And some of it works, some of it didn't. I say, Jacob, what's something that does work for you in the Book of Boba Fett? Because there's also a lot mm. of the contrary, in my opinion. But let's start right. being nice. What does? <laughs> let's be nice. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, you know, for the most part, I like the content of the show. So I think it's like, there's interesting stories, but my biggest problem with it is sort of the way it's paced and the way the different storylines are edited together with the flashbacks, the current day Boba stuff where he's not really doing that much. Uh, and then, you know, some of the later stuff with, with Mando and, uh, those guys. So let's have a tangent, like kind of side journey for a couple episodes. Take us away from Boba completely. But to say something nice about it, like I did think there was things that I liked about it, you know, so there are like the content of, of, I just think if it was edited better, if it was paced better as a full season, I would have liked it a lot more. Yeah. I mean, there's some weird creative decisions that I'm sure we're going to discuss in depth, but I, I, overall that there's some solid ideas that, you know, hit and miss on the execution. Colin, what's something that you think kind of works at least? Um, I, I hate to give a backhanded answer like Jacob just gave too. It's right. really cool and unique that Tamura Morrison and Ming-Na Wen, two people of color who are above the age of 40, are the star of They're a, above the age of 60, I think. They're like 60 and... Above the age of 50, yeah, above the age of 60. Yeah. Either I one's a death sentence in Hollywood, there. right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, are stars of what would be, no matter what, a remarkably popular show, because Star Wars is a remarkably popular brand. Um, I don't think they live up to that. It, with Ming-Na Wen, with the writing for her, unfortunately... And with Tamora, I really just cannot defend the acting as much as I, I, I would love to. But uh, okay, it, it's great that they have this show. All right. Well, cool. All right. You're cool. We're all doing backhanded compliments. Then. <laughs> yeah. right, me, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, say something nice while yeah. also, you know, yes. I'll say something mean just to follow the trend and then say something nice immediately after. Please, so my favorite, please. my favorite thing about the show is everything that had to do with the Mandalorian and not the Boba Fett <laughs> side, right? That's the right. problem with the show. We'll get into that more. But honestly, yeah. something that I'd like from the Boba side, because I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about Mando versus Boba and what worked, yeah. what didn't work. Yeah. We'll get there. But what does work for me on the Boba side, the strongest aspect for me was the Tusken Raider story. Mm. You know, he gets out of the Sarlacc yes. pit. He loses his armor to the Jawas. He's left for dead in the desert, and he's kind of taken prisoner and then slowly gains the respect and you know the he becomes a respected warrior and a member of the tribe let's say and you get a lot of cool stuff with the tuscans and i i really like that and that's the thing that hurts the most is there's there's a way in which that through line of his relationship with the tuscans and it it could play all the way to the finale and i was talking with adam friend of the show adam uh, who's been on many of our star wars episodes he was like the main problem with it was motivation what was boba's motivation and if you just have it set up where the tuscans are being exploited from the spice trade the moss espa government knows about it bib fortuna's cool with it then boba's like these are my people i'm gonna take over and get them respect and then you get them like part of society trading with the locals like the guys from freetown it's like oh yeah we already like the tuscans we killed a crate dragon like we're we're trying to integrate you know like you could have had this whole thing where he's trying to kind of reclaim the planet for the Tuscans and have them get being pushed around by everybody because right. they were there first, you know. Well, and they Mike show up to help. I don't know. That's the it for me. Yeah. No, I I totally agree with you. I think the best part 
the best episode, the best non Mando episode was mm-hmm. the episode where you see him bonding with the Tuscans and they have that train raid and everything. I love that. The spirit. But I think it's the way. Yeah, the way it cuts between the flashbacks, which are more interesting for Boba's story, and then the present day stuff, where it's just kind of like he's just kind of treading water, waiting for the you know the season climax, and it's way less interesting. They should have been able to integrate those storylines a little better. And well, for, personally, I wouldn't have just killed off all the Tuscans. Like I would have brought them back mm-hmm. in that fight or something. Like like you're kind of saying, like Tuscan, like do something, like have yes. them. Yeah, like as it is, they just kill that whole tribe as a way for you know, Boba to have to have some, some adversity in the show. Somewhere to go. So he has to leave the tribe essentially. How do we right. get him to go somewhere well, else? Yeah. <laughs> and and interestingly, it's, um, white savior trope, but you know, obviously well, not, but it's, it's, human it's just savior interesting trope. that it's incredibly yeah. lazy writing. Yes. Yeah. And I, I prefer, think, but I think it, that, oh, go ahead. you know, that really worked for me, like the Lawrence of Arabia type of thing, because I felt like he was, they were teaching him things and he was teaching them things. Like they showed him how to drink water out of those gourds and stuff. And then he teaches them to ride speeders, which they don't oh, know how yeah. to do. So it's like, they're like kind of symbiotically helping each other. And I think he sure. really learned to like bond with this, this tribe and become one of them. And when they do that, like Haka dance at the end, like that was really <laughs> a moving scene. I thought, yeah. Yeah. And the, the way the, the gaffy stick, that whole spirit journey, a lizard crawls in your brain and you trip out and then you, you find yeah. the branch or the tree and then they for it's like, it's like just as like important of a ritual and beautiful of a ritual as like a Jedi creating their lightsaber. Like, like it, yes, it carries just true, as much Mike. cultural weight, you know? And I loved seeing that. And so for the Tuscans not to help save the people of Mos Espa and change the hearts and minds with troops on the ground, so to speak, like, wow, you know, you really helped us get these crime lords. Then they could, could patrol the desert and make yeah. sure the spice isn't getting traded, report to the local authorities if there's some shit going on. Everybody's together. And then now Boba yeah. Fett's like king shit of Tatooine, making sure there's no crime. <laughs> he turned it into not a cesspool. That's pretty cool. Instead, right. well, we I, get what we get. And that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, and I really hated that decision to just kill that whole tribe at at least keep you know like the one they singled out that was like really good at fighting like the yes. one wearing black or whatever like keep keep them alive i don't know if it was a male or a female but well, well, too. i even yeah. thought maybe it would be a romantic interest for him jacob it's interesting that you say that right i, mean, I think yeah. it may have been a female Last i think they were kind of hinting that it was but it's not really said uh, explicitly, but I just think killing off that whole tribe was just such a kind of a cheap move to give um, you know some drama to Boba's arc, and then have them show up in the final battle instead of like the mods, everyone's favorite characters, right? The mods, <laughs> uh, you know, the the Wookiee and everything. So I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's right there. So it's the biggest missed opportunity I think is to carry the Tuscan plot thread through everything, and then yeah. also telling it linearly, perhaps. This is becoming like a diagnosed Boba Fett, but it's like, if you just start with the Sarlacc pit, then he bonds with them. Then he's like, well, what's going on? I'm going to go kill Bib Fortuna. Now, who? where's the mayor? What the fuck? Why are you pushing these Tuscans around? Why are you bringing drugs here? It stops now. I'm on Jabba's throne. And like, that's the thrust. And then everyone gets right. pissed Well, like, off. look how they, um, you know, told the season, the story of uh, Mandalorian season one, where he... You know, he starts out, he's a bounty hunter, then he finds Grogu at the end of, like, episode one, Grogu. like, mm-hmm. and then it just, it kind of falls linearly, and you're kind of following along as he's going from adventure to adventure, but it doesn't have, like, these crazy flashbacks and, and you know, ruin the pacing with that way. Yeah, and again, there's, it's easy, he needs troops, 
go to the many, there's his tribe, but there's many other tribes. And now he's brokering this peace treaty amongst all the Tuscans that is unprecedented, right? And they're working together right. for the, you know, that's cool. And that's how he meets Cobb Vanth and the Freetown people. And like, I no. don't know. It's, no, it's we got just, none of that, Mike. So. It's the first miss of Star Wars, in my opinion. Well, like the so, T-shows, right? So let's, let's talk about that then real quick and just say... Mm-hmm. It's the same creative team. We talked about how in 2019, this guy named The Mandalorian comes out, Din Djarin, right? Now, that is made by Jon Favreau, king of the Disney machine, right? This is mm-hmm. his stab at Star Wars. He gets to be the first person who makes Star Wars television, okay? We've never had that before. That was Mm-mm. a concept they pitched to Fox in, like, 2001. Other than the animated shows. Yeah, but, but live action, you know, where they said... Yeah. Here, this is actually in the Star Canon. Wars universe. Mm-hmm. It never right. went through. Here we are. John Favreau gets his crack. Like you said, Jacob, he chooses to basically do Boba Fett, but not do Boba Fett. He has an IG-88 that's not IG-88, he, too. He, yeah. he literally takes every element he can to sneak in and carbon copy it. Mm-hmm. And here we are. We should say, same creative team. A lot of the same directors. Robert Rodriguez. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, Dave Filoni, again, creator, Clone Dave Wars. Dave yeah. writing, I'm sure, even though it seems like John Favreau, uh, uh, WGA, I would love to see the arbitration here. How he mm-hmm. gets the full singular writing credits for these shows mystifies me. But this is yeah. the third season, quote unquote, of a Star Wars TV show. So when a creator has unparalleled success with something, no restrictions, and is making something in the same vein and through the same process that they made that first masterpiece through. How do we get this disillusion of quality? How how does it fall apart like this? Yeah, well, can I pose something? And also, think about this, we're talking about the success of The Mandalorian. The, the show we were discussing that doesn't exist <laughs> is a good version of this show that yes. doesn't have the cameo from The Mandalorian, which I would argue is, a, like you said, a better Snip property. So we just... We just created a more captivating Boba Fett-focused show that doesn't have to have Din Djarin and Grogu and stuff, right? Because that's a banger of an episode for season three, episode one of Mandalorian. But anyway, yeah, um, it almost feels like when they make a video game and then they rush a sequel. It's like, well, we already have the sets. We have the assets. We have the character right. models. So let's just kind of slap it together. You know, we got this other stuff coming up. We got to hold people, tied them over for Ahsoka and Kenobi. Let's just slap yeah. this thing together, make sure it has teasers for all that crap and done that's how i kind of look at what this the function of it is from a disney business standpoint unfortunately yeah i think it all comes down to what did they want this show to be i think they don't really know they didn't really know and that's what the problem is so okay compare the these mcu tv shows of the last year to the star wars mandalorian and boba fett um each of those series has its own is its own self-contained thing. Even though it's in the MCU, there's all kinds of yes. cameos all the time, crossovers. Mm-hmm. They each have their own kind of aesthetic and vibe to them. Whereas Boba Fett, to compare to Mandalorian, it's the same thing, basically. It's the same show. It's just focusing on Boba Fett for like the first half of it. And then the, the two episodes that Mando is prominently in are just two episodes of The yes. Mandalorian. Now, that's Straight an up. amazing comparison yeah. because what if in the middle of WandaVision, you got your whole season, and then in Loki... By episode six, they were like, did we mention there's another WandaVision episode? <laughs> You'd right. be like, no, yeah, that's insane. It's like, what, what's Wanda up to right now? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
At yeah, least so in the second episode, he goes back to standing and not saying anything for a couple <laughs> seconds, and that's more appropriate in like his original appearances. <laughs> I, so right. That's a I good guess, Easter egg. Yeah, and he's in OG the palace. It's, it, it feels if you like very your original. Boba, now talking, yeah. we yeah. did it. That's where you want him. <laughs> that's your cameo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but I just think like, yeah, they didn't have a strong idea of what a Boba Fett show yes. could be or should be. And they just like, well, it feels like they just kind of winged it. And then like halfway through, they're like, uh, we need to get the Mandalorian back in here to like spice things up and hold people's attention. And I think that's why we got the product we got. And I think the issue with that too, Colin, like you were saying, it, he already did his Boba Fett show. He just named him Din Djarin, right? Like yes. all, the, all yeah. the talk was that the creative was originally intended to be Boba. And Disney was like, we're not ready to commit to you having that character. So he's like, all right, I'll create another character that's basically the same thing. So you, it's, it's really difficult to make Boba do anything interesting because as Jacob said, they've already done it. And then when you put them on screen together, it makes Boba look far inferior. It's like the Mar- yeah. Shawn Michaels and Janetti. Like one of them <laughs> well, is the Janetti, and it's definitely Boba Fett. Even physically, Mike, just to ride on this here, because I am curious about your guys' opinion on who has the better armor. But mm. the guy who plays Din Djarin, John Wayne's grandson, looks a lot more like me in body type than Tamura Morrison, who I'm not saying mm-hmm. is an extremely large person, but when you add armor onto people you want to be adding onto a base that's as little as possible so that the Mm -hmm. armor is what's coming out and getting accentuated on tamir morrison boba fett does not look good anymore boba fett looks like he is tired like he cannot really go out and like do anything he's an old man he's kind of like useless jacob that's kind of why you know he worked better as a supporting character who showed up in the mandalorian once they had, once he had his own spinoff, it's like they're like, we want to do a Boba Fett spinoff now, uh, but it's just not interesting to focus on him as the main character all the time. I mean, my whole take was that, you know, they just should have, and I think a lot of people agree, they just should have had season three of The Mandalorian. It should have been like The Mandalorian season three, col- you know, semicolon the book of Boba Fett, split it in half, and integrate you know his storylines into, but also kind of cut away each episode to show what. Din Djarin is doing. You have um, an A and B plot, yeah. Yeah. I think that would have worked better, but uh, yeah, he doesn't look great in the armor anymore, but he, he I think they kind of lean into the aspect of him being like 60 years old and he, him being yeah. like an aging, an aging bounty hunter versus Din Djarin, who's still, you know, a young man who's his fighting prime. Right, right. And the other thing is, you know, people, you know, you watch Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, you imagine what a Boba Fett show could be. And it's like, okay, you want him doing cool stuff. If you're classic Boba Fett, you want him bounty hunting, like we said, he shows up episode one, I'm not a bounty hunter. It's like, okay, so now we're going to watch this guy, what? What else is Boba Fett known for? Diplomacy? Great, because that's what he's going to be doing a lot. And he's not very good He's a crime lord who doesn't want to do crime. And he doesn't fight much. So you don't get kind of hardly any of the classic Boba Fett antics you would want so no. it doesn't even that, deliver the fan service john favreau's take on him truly seems to be he wasn't a bounty hunter he was a scoundrel in the same way han solo was like you know until the rebel pulled him around the the sand people are basically his rebel alliance and they've cooled him down and you know what i'm gonna give him his own wookie he deserves that too and you're just like oh wow you're very <laughs> true, literally true. taking it that he way he does get his own wookie <laughs> that's and very true that but he mandate like we can't well, have people liking a murderer, so don't, like, don't turn know. him into a good guy, right? I think, I mean, that was their attempt—is that he goes through, 
you know, character growth with Mm -hmm. coming out of the Sarlacc pit. I mean, he had a near-death experience by almost, you know, being dissolved by a Sarlacc. So that would change someone to a certain extent. And then being kind of nursed back to health with by these Tuscans really changed his outlook on things. And I think that's what they're attempting to do, whether or not it works for you all the way or not. Um, They're kind of showing that he's changing in his old age and and becoming more of a a good guy or a... uh, you know, chaotic, uh, neutral or something. Yeah. It's just, I wish he would have at least used some of his fighting skills to get shit done. So much of what we see is like either Fennec Shand doing everything or planning yeah. like he, he's pretty passive once he sits on the throne he really doesn't do much there's a scene where he's like we're not just going to sit here and let him walk up to our door and then all of a sudden the droid comes up the huts are here <laughs> they came to your door you don't even have to do anything yeah, just you I, literally oh man yeah you know i kind of like that aspect because it's like he's kind of he, he's old he wants to retire and just be the the daimyo of Mos Espa. but <laughs> when he does have to kind of fight he just kind of I do like the way they sort of film his his fight scenes because you know he's not probably the best stunt guy right now anymore right. Mm-hmm. so they kind of lean into that where he's he's this aging guy but when when you know it comes to it he can throw down and just kind of go super brute mode and, and fight whatever veteran. he needs to yeah but yeah. to Mike's point of his lack of creativity and how he handles things and I would say even arguing in his style and how he fights off things when he's surrounded by people <laughs> with shields and stuff and he's just like being very stupid um, wearing a jetpack <laughs> I'm not going to fly away though he <laughs> is truly seems so adrift and go, so going through the motions. It's almost like he's literally like, Jabba had a Rancor. I should absolutely have a Rancor. That's what the Rancor pit is for, isn't it? Like, I'll just do... Yeah. Like, he, he's truly... When he says, I want these people to have a better life, that seems to literally just end... That thought ends at, well, I'll just walk around and tell people I want them to have a better life. <laughs> like, well, right. How are you well, he going wants to, to accomplish be, that? Yeah, he wants to be Jabba... But not do any bad things. Yes. So just be like a benevolent crime lord who doesn't do crime or kill people, but wants to look out for the citizens of the city. But like, yes. what kind of service is so he going to provide? For if, mayor. If, yeah, well, if a mobs <laughs> exactly, Mike. If a mobster came up to you and was like, "I'm not saying you have to pay me protection anymore, but I want you to know I'm the one watching this neighborhood. If there's any issues, you should come to me." You would say, "Well, yeah, that's an elected official. You're the mayor, or you're the governor." <laughs> Right. right. Well, essentially, like, he does want to be the mayor, but the you know the mayor of Mos Espa is like this corrupt figurehead, basically. Um, so he wants to basically throw out the Pike Syndicate and take over and rule the town right. benevolently, but not from the position of mayor, from the position of crime lord in his palace. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. want to sit yes. in that office. I'll never forget. I'll be up there on right. that hill, you know, where spiders wants, like roam around. <laughs> he wants to work from home as a dino. Yeah. That's you understandable. Come and see That's me. relatable. And, uh, if you stand on a two foot by two foot square, I, so help me God, I will send you down to <laughs> Don't that worry, I'm not going to drop you in. Or maybe I will. <laughs> but, you know, but I'm not cruel like Job. I'm just kidding. You know, you're cool. Have a good day. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you should. I'd rather see a show where he runs for mayor. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's season two. Basically. Because <laughs> Fennec Shen is a far more effective. Yes. Yeah, even she's like, hey, you know, Java made a lot of money off of Spice. Do you want a lot of money? He's like, no, <laughs> we're not doing crime. And she's like, always yeah. like, why aren't we doing crime? Like, you know, we need to kill these people. <laughs> we, we They're going to kill crime. us. 
And then yeah. she just goes and does it for him. She just goes and kills the she's pikes. She's definitely like, a lot. He's yeah. not going to do shit. I got it. I got to go kill him because he's going to get us all killed, right? Yeah. She's kind of the real like muscle behind the operation now. He's just kind of stands there and she kind of does everything for him, which is kind of funny. But uh, I do like Fennec Shand as a character. I like her. Mignot yeah. Webb's great in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, they don't no, give her a cool. lot to do. Uh, literally what Mike is describing of... I'll hammer home a point that needs to get dealt with. Oh, I'll sort of half disagree by saying something philosophical. You crazy man. And then she'll either kind of do it herself or that scene will have just sort of been for nothing. Or it'll somehow resolve itself <laughs> yeah. naturally, like without yeah. any of their action. Yeah. It's really weird. He'll pay the I mean, you kind of to see be part some... of his crew and you'll just go like, oh, okay. This is your crew? Yeah. These guys? <laughs> well, but like, that's kind of the the what they're going for is like his decision, like his decision to spare, um, you know, Black, Black Grant, Chrysanthemum, Chrysanthemum, uh ends up with with him deciding to fight for him. So he get you know he uses diplomacy to like build the army at the end. Uh, you know whether or not that's what you wanted out of Boba Fett show. That's another question. We needed the sand. Well, I'm not going to. I need to stop using that term. Boba taught me <laughs> the, the Tuscans, the r- rich <laughs> yes, culture. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, they should have been there. I wanted him to have the little yeah. kid after the battle, put him on the Rancor, and then the kid goes like a bantha, right? You right. Know? That would but, be great. That would be cute. But it would been great. There are some good moments, though. That's that's it's, when you talk about Black Chrysanthemum, that reminded me we got to see an arm getting ripped off by yes. a Wookiee. The Trandoshan speech in the Book of Boba Fett, I would say. Her whole gambit of, I'll pay off your drinking tab if you don't do any violence, and him showcasing, no one can own me in such way. I'm a crazy Wookiee. It's got those <laughs> Which knuckle is interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you don't know, he is obviously a character that was uh, introduced in a comic, a Star Wars mm-hmm. comic. So I do like, you know, of course, everyone loves Star Wars when when random guys show up that uh, they're like, oh, he was in that show <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Great. We get a couple of those. We get Cursantin. We get another one, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like him as a juxtaposition to the other, you know, Wookiee that we know really well, obviously Chewbacca, where we have Black Chrysanthemum, who's like a, who's a bounty hunter and is, is a bad guy. And is, in that comic, he's like working for the Empire. He's, he's working mm. for Vader or something. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but he's kind of a mercenary for hire. And so. he was like a gladiator at one point. They mentioned yes. the gladiator pits. Like yeah, he would just fight. I guess so. Yeah. Ooh. So it's cool so, to see yeah. he's, but then when he doesn't murder the mods instantly, I'm like, come on, dude, this guy would destroy <laughs> them all. Yeah. In, the, in the comic he was introduced in, uh, they kind of introduced these evil versions of characters that we know. And there's like an evil Indiana Jones who's like a female Dr. Indiana Afa. Jones. Yes. Oh, that's so, the comic, right? The yes. Dr. Yeah. Afra so comic? he was kind okay. of introduced to be the evil Chewbacca, basically, <laughs> as sort of a gimmick. But uh, now he's officially canon uh, because he's in the show. So, so, uh, so in Wookiee speak on the Millennium Falcon, do you think a guy named Chewbacca goes, "Oh shit, there's hey Han, <laughs> there's Black Chrysanthemum"? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure, he understands that because he's he's he uh, learned Wookiee in that prison. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do like him as an addition. He's got a cool look, you know. He's got a scar. He's a according- you cannot be yeah. just, you know. This here's what I'll, I'll another positive for this show, Mike. 
Um, yeah. Splitting up the Tatooine and districts where they say, you know, one of them are like Trendoshians, which I think maybe the are the, the lizard people. Yes. The, uh, the Aqualish or, or sort of. Aqualish, the, which uh, is weird, the, the weird tusk guys yeah. that is in, you know, obviously in New Hope, Obi-Wan cups off yeah. his, his arm. Yep, uh, yep, yep. That's a Aqualish. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. We got we have a lot these- of aliens. And it is like they're setting up like there's yeah there's things like the quarters of Mos Espa and like it's owned by different families and they have a big sit down meeting right we just need one with right, the werewolf but then it's family like the most uh ex- you know expected thing happens to everyone except Boba who <laughs> all three of these families turn on him because they're you know organized crime Crimes. families uh, which Boba did not see coming he makes a treaty with all of them and they all backstab him and he's, he acts very surprised <laughs> he's so naive it thinks with the lifestyle he's lived to be like right. I'm just going to be nice to everybody it's like dog you worked for these people your yeah, whole life yeah they're going to take advantage of you that's what bad people that's do what when someone do. is naive what? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I just thought they could just be really nice I'm a yeah, double crossing bounty hunter I would have never expected this to be double crossed. He's been in the yeah. crime, you know, scene for sixty years or whatever. Like you think you would know better. Yeah. I mean, he started the with like the crime stuff when he was like a child, like a ten or a twelve year old child. Like he gets pulled up in the Clone Wars into this gang with Cad Bane. Like, yeah. You know, and that's the guy we haven't mentioned yet. Cad Bane shows Cad up. Cad Bane, Stranger in the Desert, a, a very popular Clone Wars and Rebels character. Well, he basically taught. Boba, everything, yeah, and that we that could have seen that in a flashback, and had that character more established with little Boba, oh, right? A hundred percent, because they hint at things. But if you haven't seen him in the Clone Wars, you're not going to get the full effect of it. And you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, you know, that scene where they show all the bounty hunters in Star Wars. What a cool scene that is. Cad Bane is like a spiritual successor to those guys. So seeing an actual cool bounty hunter show up, one of the like coolest like characters that'll show up it's in like the Clone Wars sometimes. like the bad, the ugly, inspired. Yes. yes. Like, Clint Eastwood, he's got the hat, he's got the shawl, you yeah. know, uh, and that's his thing. He shows up like he's in a Western because this show is like basically a Western yeah. and uh, he's cool. But uh, he was, you know, like you said, he's prominent in the Clone Wars, which was a long time ago compared to the era that this show is set in. So he's mm-hmm. also an old man. I don't know how long his species usually lives, yeah, he's, but he's got to yeah. be at least 30 years older than Boba Fett, right? He's so, an adult yeah. when Boba Fett is still like a child. 90. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, in that species, kid. maybe that's okay. <laughs> I think even, um, you know, Boba Clint says at one point, like, uh, you're old too, mate. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's he's like, true. still faster than you. So time. now <laughs> was this exciting for you guys? So as we just said, we get an original comic book character being introduced in the universe. Now an original animated series. We got that with Asuka Tano last season, mm-hmm. season two, where I felt like we get to see her again. Twitter yep. explodes. Our reaction was like, "Oh my god, it's Rosario Dawson!" And this is the same voice actor portraying this character, uh, mm-hmm. whose name I cannot remember, unfortunately. But uh, were you guys as excited to see this? I know you just criticized saying oh, it, yeah. it could have been fleshed out more, but yeah, I would have like if you're doing all these flashbacks, it would have been cool to see flashbacks with Cad Bane and a younger Boba Fett. That would have been awesome. Yeah. But seeing him show up is definitely cool because every time he shows up in the Clone Wars, he's doing something super cool. Like he infiltrates like, you know, the the uh, Empire at one point or the, uh, uh, you know, whatever it's called in that era. But uh, the Republic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, just, he's just a cool bounty hunter who, who does cool things a lot. Uh, and if you've seen the Clone Wars, like obviously seeing Ahsoka Tano 
big character in, in the Clone Wars. Like, it's just cool to see those tie-ins to make it feel like a cohesive universe, even though they're different mediums with animation versus live action. I think they've really translated those characters to live action pretty well. Yeah, and it's it's hard to do like Cad Bane, this blue alien guy with big red eyes who's a cowboy and he has weird fingers, right? Yeah. But the way they introduce him, it's re- like I was really, really excited. Like it oh, was yeah. like a fanboy moment. I'm like, oh, dude, it's Cad you Bane. I know everything about too, this guy. The, is it makeup good. or is it CGI? Do we have any idea? I think it's a, prosth- know, it's like a prosthetic and they yeah. CG the eyes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the way they introduce him is the coolest thing because it is just a Western. Shows up high noon. We got Cobb Vanth, the sheriff there. Our favorite character, (laughs) handsome cowboy actor. Handsome cowboy man. Deadwood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the 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 deputy and you know, I shot the sheriff, but you didn't shoot the deputy, right? Padme meme, and it's just Cad Bane, <laughs> right? Right. He's like, no, nah, I definitely shot him. Yeah, he shoots um, but, well, Cobb Vanth once in the shoulder, and then he shoots the deputy like six times, and he's like, oh, that guy's definitely dead. And but, his guns sound really cool. The, the yeah. noise. Let's I do spoilers at the end, though, and and an entire part we didn't even talk about yet: modifications and what that means. But uh, yeah, Jacob, he got shot in the shoulder, and he he. Needs the back to tank and whatever crazy stuff Thundercat's gonna do to him. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna have robot Oliphant. It's gonna get a prosthetic Robo shoulder. Cob. Yeah. Beep it's everything you've ever beep wanted. Beep hey Mando, right. how are you? You'd be like, oh, he's got a no. Gatling gun on an arm. Yeah. But there was no way he was gonna die when you saw him kind of get shot off camera once. It's like, yeah. all right, well he's yeah, he's not. And gonna then yeah, I'll get him a med pack. But yeah, <laughs> the other question is because um, it will be intriguing to see what what the heck happens with that. But you know, we get the showdown with Mando and um, and Cad Bane. And Mando wins, obviously, and hits him with a gaffy stick. And now the question is, he was only in two episodes, right? But it's like, is he really dead? One and two, should he be? Because a lot of people are saying, oh, there's a heart monitor. And he has modifications, Mm. too. But they're like, oh, he, like, moved his heart into his leg or something. So, like, he can't find the heart. Bring him in just to kill him in the show. But, yeah. I mean, this is set late in his life, like we said. So, there could be shows set er- in an earlier time period where he could still show up again, such as yeah, Obi-Wan like or something else. with Obi-Wan Kenobi in the past. He's yeah. crossed yeah. paths with them. Will the Asuka um, Tano show have flashbacks? Or let me even ask you guys this. Is Conceivably, it, yeah. F- Freetown, Freetown is most Pelago. This is Mos Espa. Mm-hmm. Are we not setting things in Mos Eisley because that's just entirely where the Obi-Wan show will be set and they just don't want to blow the load there? That's what I'm thinking. The old cantina, think, you know. Yeah, I mean, they reference Mos Eisley sometimes, but it's like they want a different city to kind of have tell these original stories in. But I think Obi-Wan, they've said that it's not all going to be on Tatooine. Like, he's, he's oh, going to okay. go other places. So. Christensen's back. There's going to be flashbacks. Oh, yeah, there's like, yeah, Hayden Christensen's going to be in it. So I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of Clone Wars references because that's during the same time period and Obi-Wan's a big character in the uh, Clone Wars show throughout it. So yeah, probably I mean, I'm just looking Darth forward Maul, to like, that'll be interesting. Mm. Yeah. Darth Maul <laughs> takes over the, the, the crime syndicates at I, one point. I don't he, want to know this stuff. guys. <laughs> you don't because it's going to be surprised when you see it. No, but, yeah. I, back to, I, I, <laughs> it's awesome. It's really awesome. Trust me. Dave Filoni's the king. Darth yeah. Maul does um, get, is a way better character in Clone Wars than he ever was in the movies. I, um, I, yeah. I don't ever want to see him again. <laughs> You don't want to see him with spider legs? No. He gets spider legs. Nah. He's got a brother that's like a green Darth Maul. No. It's great. Whose name is Savage. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, back to Cad Bane. Um, I want to talk about his other modification real quick because he has those tubes in his neck. This is just a fun fact. This is my Cad Bane fun fact of the mm. week. Um, the tubes are not so he can like breathe in our atmosphere or anything. It's a modification that will stop him from being able to be force choked. So oh, it's so he can so go toe to toe against Jedi. Yeah. He still keeps breathing. Interesting. Because basically yeah, yep. they set him up in, in Clone Wars as like he's one of the best like bounty hunters in the world. Like he never like fails. Like he's he's always got you know, he's he's as good as Boba was in his prime, basically. And he toppled deleted, everything he did. Um, yeah, there was a deleted scene from uh, Clone Wars. It never made air, so it's not canon, but it, it's well referenced that he is the one who shoots Boba's head and gives the helmet the dent. It's mm. so, like that's something we could have seen. And also, yeah, there's right a lot of history of Boba, between those characters that they don't show. Yeah, like he literally murders someone in his own crew in front of Boba, and it's like, yeah, double crossing kind of happens in this line of work. You know, like the naivety right. of Boba in this is it's unbelievable. Obviously, well, he knew his like dad, Django, as well because Django was a bounty hunter. Right, of course. Um, just real mm-hmm. quick pitch. Is this what Solo 2 would have been? Would we have seen a crew of scoundrels oh. slash bounty hunters getting assembled, a young Boba Fett working with a young Han? You know, Cad Bane could have come in mm. like the Woody Harrelson character and been like, hey, you guys are crazy. Come on or whatever. Will yeah. we mm-hmm. get that? I mean, um, that type of content... They can explore that in a lot of the shows because look at Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? He has plenty of ties with Cad Bane, plenty of ties with Darth Maul, plenty of, you know, there's a lot of stuff from that Clone Wars era that they could flash back to. You just want TV, Mike? We're never going to get a Star Wars movie ever again. This is just where (laughs) we are now, guys. I don't think we're ever going to get Solo (laughs) 2 because of the response to that movie, which looking back, I I don't think it's that bad. Um, You know, I wouldn't mind a Solo 2, but... Yeah, we've all seen Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the grading scale has changed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's why Disney's like, I think they got cold feet on movies right now. They're like, let's just do the TV thing. It's working, you know. Yeah, that. more or less. But now so. people are turning against them because of this this show. So yeah, who knows? But Rogue Squadron with Patty that got canceled. Maybe Taika Waititi <laughs> maybe has a movie. Ryan Johnson has that trilogy that's definitely gone. Yeah, well, yeah, that's out. No, that's actually they're still like officially. Dog, dog. That's still a thing. That's still a thing. Ryan Johnson trilogy, but um, you know, we have <laughs> the Obi Wan show. We'll see how that goes. We have the Cassian Andor show. We'll see right. how that goes. Oh, wow. oh, that's a good place for Cad Bane or somebody, maybe. Right? When does that take yeah. place? When? Hold on. When Less does this show we're New watching Hope. take place? This is all happening post Return of the Jedi. Yeah, right. right. Post Return of the Jedi about. Five years after Return of the Jedi, I think, is now season, like season one of Mandalorian was five years after Return of the Jedi. And Kenobi's taking place after Revenge of the Sith. So. Right. Cassian yeah, but we see yeah, this is before New Hope. Oh, yes, I guess that is true because yeah, that's when Rogue One But it would be before, before New Hope. It would be before Rogue wow. One, obviously. But, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, but I think so Obi-Wan Cassian, is interesting, too, yeah. because we've seen a lot of what he does in between uh, the prequels and you know A New Hope. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that t- all ties together. Yeah, I, I, and again, they can do a lot of callbacks. Like, the, the episode everyone loved, you know, was directed by Dave Filoni, and that's the one that had Ahsoka come back and Mando come back and right. all these characters that kind of, yeah. you know, from the extended universe. But, but think about this. Like, Dave Filoni, for, in my eyes, he should be running Lucasfilm. Like, 
Yeah. All the great work he's done. I'm rewatching Rebels. It's absolutely incredible. The animation, I don't love it, but it's great. And if you like Rebels, you should watch Clone Wars and Darth Maul. Right. You like the old master. Come on, dude. I like but. Rebels. I like Clone Wars. I think the this creative brain trust is Favreau and Filoni generally. And then they have yeah. like Robert Rodriguez and Bryce Dallas Howard, like you said, who come in and direct. Filoni um, needs to be the 1A is what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but I think imagine being him, though, just for that one episode. He's getting to direct a scene with Luke Skywalker. Like, he's probably dreamed of that yeah. his whole life. And it looked a lot better this time. So I have a lot of respect for Dave Filoni and his characters, like Ahsoka, who's one of the most important ever, you know, now looking at the scope of Star Wars with all of that side stuff included. So interesting, because you brought him up, Mike, let's jump in and dive in and talk about that aspect of it all. We were talking about where do you go with these other films? We were even talking about Solo 2s, things like that, where, of course, Solo has a new actor playing a younger version of our established character. Mm -hmm. Now, here we are once again, uh, post-Mando Season 2 finale, which triumphantly saw the return of a character a lot of people... We're not happy to see the end of mm -hmm. in a film named Luke Skywalker. And this is Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Now, here we are in Boba Fett being presented with, once again, not a different iteration, I would argue, but just uh, uh, really stamping on the timeline going like, and here's where he is. Grogu could potentially be his first student on the jungle planet where he will one day erect a temple, a school for the Jedi, which will be crumbled by his greatest student, his nephew, Ben Solo. Ben, Solo. Mm -hmm. ben the name, <laughs> Jacob, you know what I just put together? His last name, some asshole just gave his dad that name. And mm -hmm. he, he fucking kept yeah. it. He didn't go by Organa, a royal family yeah. name. He didn't go by Skywalker. Well, he changed it to Kylo Ren at one point. But it's, it's ridiculous. Skywalker. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I would have taken her name yeah. for sure, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Especially right. with that explanation of how he got it. Anyway. <laughs> All that set up to say, what? so, Mike, you said looked pretty good. Jacob. Now, all that to say, we got that different actor. We do not have a different actor for this. We have a different human being inhabiting the space where this actor or character is projected onto their body. And they seem very right. proud to let us know that they cast someone for that. But what do you think uh -huh. of the digital ghost of Luke Skywalker? <laughs> oh, I mean, for me, I hate it. But you know, <laughs> some people like it. Some yes. people don't. I I just hate it. Like, stop doing it. I would just prefer they just cast a different, a new actor. Like, stop I really don't doing like it. it. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Like, just here's my thing. I don't care if it looks stop. better. Like, just stop it, doing it. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It, no matter how it's going to look, you're never going to have the confidence because your editing is, well, he'll just give an entire monologue off screen and then we'll just cut to his face for two seconds and then cut to Grogu. That implies a conversation, of course. <laughs> yeah, a lot of side, right. back of the head, off screen dialogue. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm with yeah, and it's like, are they just going to do that forever? Like, you know, yeah, they just need to recast so it. So here's where I'm at. I, I, I believe it's, it is morally 
like damnable to do this dubious <laughs> yeah. i really believe that it is you know like yes. hologram yeah. tupac this luke it's 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 morally well, carrie bad. fisher is dead she is gone yeah. it's unfortunate thing, yeah. it breaks my heart yeah, and as much as I love Mark the Hamill's technology, not dead, though that's that's the thing. No, no, Mark Hamill is very much alive. This is a but crack in the door. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, does not matter. Well, the, the whole thing is that they didn't even use like they could have had him do the voice acting and put it onto the digital thing. Instead, they have an AI generated uh, voice using his past well, recorded uh, speech. Yeah, it's like, so even the voice is He's fake. a famous voice actor. Like he's he's known for voice acting now. That's what he's known for. You chills. could just pay I him to chills. do it. Yeah, so I see this yeah. as much as I love some of the technology of the show, like the volume. You know, I think that's an amazing yes. way to blend like old school matte painting technology with like modern day green screen. You could just project it in like 4K or whatever. It looks real and the actors can react. That I love. But digitally replacing human beings doing AI voices, especially when they're dead. Yeah. Like now you can have a million years of Carrie Fisher, Han Solo, and Luke Skywalker. Oh, we, they're finally on screen together, but they're CG ghosts. They're that is a horrible, dead. horrible thing <laughs> to do. Dead and then Disney, so, you know, yeah. Disney wants to own likenesses and they will. Yes, of course. And it, this is a very slippery slope and it, it has me concerned seeing this more. Like, get Sebastian Stan. He wants to do it. He looks good. He's right there yes. at Marvel. So, I, I yeah. am way against it. I'm with Jacob. And may, probably more for moral grounds for me. I think it's, it's a bad thing. just the fact that some fans prefer this to, I think, Mark Hamill's greatest performance, Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi, the Jedi is text. his greatest acting role. <laughs> um... <laughs> A lot of people say that's like the that great, they, they hate that version of Luke, but I think you know this is way worse. He, like, and, he acts the hell out of it, whether you like the material or not. He does yeah. a good he, job. Well, so the reaction people have to that of I can't believe this person I envisioned as a Jedi Master would end up as this hermit, you know, repeating the cycle of isolation that and failure that every other Jedi Master has. Yoda, okay. Obi Wan, yeah. I understand having that reaction because my reaction to this digital ghost saying to my best friend, little Grogu, mm-hmm. my little goblin best friend, you can't. Hey, buddy, <laughs> wake up. No loving anyone. I The yeah. last time anyone saw me in a movie, I was cradling my dead father, telling him I'm a Jedi like my father before me. He would not include that last part if attachments still didn't matter. The fact that he has learned nothing. Plans to erect a school. Uh, let me ask you guys this. In his mind, is he looking at the records of what the Jedis did? Do you guys remember? Uh, think about what the Jedis do. Think about what episode one the Jedis do. They are sent for diplomacy purposes. Mm-hmm. Is he teaching Grogu to do what the Jedi used to do? He will send Grogu on missions to like protect royalty on like other planets? What are you talking about, you fool? You know well, that the Jedi strong of a can't presence. be these things. You are a cult leader. You are a maniac. Well, that's the thing. Know that I, he is a maniac. You're right. Yeah, and, it goes and, like, against to that his... Point, if he truly believes this thing about the no attachments... When Kylo Ren turns that lightsaber on and kills Han Solo, he should be fine with that. Mm, yeah, because no, I think that he's one with the well, Force okay, now. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, this is an earlier version. So, Luke in this is probably very different than Luke Still as an old idealistic. man. 
yeah, still he believes has a, in the the ways of the Jedi, which is every crazy. Jedi has been wrong. Like no Jedi yes. has ever learned the lesson of no. like, oh, maybe we're doing things the wrong way. <laughs> the only one that ever did, like Yoda failed, Obi Wan failed. It's the only person yes. that ever did. Yes, I, and the know? little even goblin then, ghost after he died. <laughs> yeah, but then she's even there on the planet saying like, "Oh, you know, if you want what's best for Grogu, yes, you shouldn't see it." Even him. It's her, like, my reaction to her yeah. in that moment, Jacob, too. I was like, "This is disgusting." And even <laughs> you saying like that you would have taken him on a teacher if his heart, you know, wasn't in it in this other way. You are someone who uses the force to your own advantage and goes around. She she was doing missions. She was attacking that city, which mm-hmm. was ruled by a foreign government. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was in the right there. But again, is she doing the mission of the Jedi? What is that? She's just doing whatever she wants. She is not a Jedi. Yeah, she, she's she a great Jedi. Jedi. She's, she's not a Jedi. Period. She doesn't associate with that title. She's acting like one. She's using their abilities. She's she a rogue almost Asian. took on yeah. a kid. She's a force. I'm sure she's talking to Luke about how to run this fucking asshole school. Is well, that's, but that's I the thing is Luke. About, yeah. Yeah, Luke giving Grogu that decision goes against his whole arc in the original series, which was rejecting the yes. old ways of the Jedi. Yoda Literally telling him Return not to go and Jedi. try to save his father. Yeah. Yes. Don't um, go save your friends. So, He's like, I'm going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have and to. he was that was the whole point is that he was right and the old masters were wrong about that. Yes. And it's like he didn't he didn't take that lesson in and now he's repeating the same mistakes that Yoda Why? made. Yeah. So Why would can, you ask him that? Right. And the thing, too, is, you know, there has to be conversations with Ahsoka being like, so your dad trained me and this is what caused him to fall was like <laughs> the same kind of bullshit that the old Jedi were teaching him. He was so not good, allowed yeah. to be attached. Here's the books. Yeah. Follow him to the T. <laughs> and I left the Jedi right. Order because they accused me of murdering a senator. And when I was found innocent, they invited me back. And I was like, no, screw you guys. Y'all turned on me. Yeah. So maybe Amazing. reassess your... T- like, that conversation has to have happened between them. And he's still like, choose one or the other. I, I don't know. Baffling. I don't know, Mike. Yeah. But she's... Unless, yeah. The, unless giving Grogu that choice was a test in itself, where Grogu, the right answer to the test would be to reject the choice and do both or something. Oh, I don't know. Well, it's like, oh, you can't have armor and Grogu's a sword. just a little baby. How is he supposed to know that? Yeah, Grogu, Grogu was literally, here's what we learned like that a 50-year-old baby, but yeah. He can't, he can't walk very well. He learned to jump and hop around. That's going to be very helpful for season three of yes. Mando because he leapt right at him the second he Which saw him. Which is cute, him. yeah. Um, yeah. And he just still gets so tired. And he doesn't remember where he came from or what's going on in his life. Yeah, is he going to be jumping around, flipping around with a lightsaber like Yoda uh, did? In almost, his his decision. You so here's okay, guys. Here's why I now hate the book of Boba Fett show. Okay. At what point? When his little master passed away, did this asshole then just get up after that asshole little goblin disappears <laughs> and, and the blanket falls go, wow, okay, so where was his lightsaber? And just start like rooting around <laughs> through his things and dig it up. Did he later yeah. commune with him when he got Grogu in his hands? Did they go to Dagobah together to be like, hey, this is where this asshole Yoda used to live any of this look familiar to you? Like, is this like, does this like feel like normal? Like, should you be living in a swamp? By the way, if there's a lightsaber here, feel free to just add it. He's going to basically, he's going to, first words will be Yaddle and they're going to go find his mom living in a trailer with jets strung out or something. Bring Yaddle back. Yeah. (laughs) Where's Yaddle? Um, I don't think that's the case, but yeah, like Dagobah's not the home planet. So it's like, yeah, that's just where Yoda goes to. That was isolation. Yeah. But, 
you know, passing on lightsabers, that's something Jedi always do. Like, ah, why does, why does, uh, that one weird alien, Maz Katana, why does she have Luke's oh, yeah, Maz lightsaber? Katana. I never want to answer that question or think about that ever again. And the fact that you even just said the words Maz Katana to me means we might have to kick In you Force off In Force Awakens, episode. I think she says like, oh, that's a story for, for another, another time. time, how I got that. Mm-hmm. We'll never, you know, we'll never hear that story. Doesn't matter. Never say never. <laughs> There's a lot of money to be made in these shows. Yeah, we'll Maz Katana show coming 2025. Oh, man. Um, it's about when she dated Chewbacca. Was that on Jakku? <laughs> no, no, that, that's that's no, that was on Maz's planet, whatever that yeah, rebel name, planet no one, they go to. No yeah. fucking cares. Sure, okay. I was going <laughs> to say, maybe Obi-Wan will care. find it. Do you think Obi-Wan will meet Maz Kanata? <laughs> I hope not. What do you think could happen? Because he has to get yeah. to... Uh, I don't know. No. Do you think she almost like, taught uh, Luke school? He went around like <laughs> trying to recruit a couple teachers? And also, <laughs> yeah, so, probably. let me ask you this real Protection quick. against the dark arts. He he gets this thing off the ground. He goes, okay, guys, it's Grogu. Grogu's my student. We'll get a couple more as we go. I'm, of course, the Jedi Council. There used to be, like, 20 guys in a circle. It's just me. When Grogu, like, you know, I'm going to die here pretty soon. I'm, I'm not going to be able to live as long as Grogu can. Right. When Grogu turns, like, 520... Then he's the master, and you guys got to all listen to Grogu. Like, right. what on earth is his plan? Right. It's true, because there's no one after him. Like, yeah, is Grogu, when is Grogu able to pass what he learned? Because Luke will just naturally can, die in 50 years or so. Grogu, Grogu, I don't think Grogu will ever learn how to talk. I think there's something wrong with Grogu. <laughs> well, he's well, older 66. He got some brain damage, maybe. Yes. I think what would be funny is if once Grogu eventually does talk, he just talks normally. He doesn't like yes. talk how Yoda yeah. talks. And then they're like, oh, Yoda just had like a speech impediment. That yeah, made it's him a weird talk like that. It's just hit, what, does, thing. what does the ghost Luke say? I had a master like you. He had. A, does he say he had a funny way of speaking? Does he do say. Do or do not. In, There's a try. Yeah, he, he, and he and talked then he repeats like that. It. He says he talked in riddles or something, he says. Do you think that was him suddenly being like, <laughs> and will you? <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's how they handled yeah. a. Anytime Daniel has to quote Miyagi, they had to be like, and then right. that's how he said it. Like, yes. they had to be really careful. <laughs> but yeah. And I'm not yeah. doing an impression. That's just what it sounds like. <laughs> We're quoting. But I think yeah. with uh, Grogu, the way he ages, like, they could cut to after the sequel trilogy, he could be an adult. That's the Yoda, next trilogy for right? Ryan Johnson. Yeah, the Grogilogy. And what are you saying, Jacob? He's like a little <laughs> bit bigger. He's, He's going like, to be the main character. He's going like, to be a Yoda guy that like, goes talks. around and does stuff. Hey, <laughs> Who knows? I yeah. Am? Mandalorian. You know how they I had. Uh, <laughs> He's going to have the dark. Yeah, he'll saber. be like an adolescent. He's he'll be like a teenager Yoda. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's going to Did you guys up. think it was going to be a little bit of chainmail, or did you think it was going to be a little helmet? <laughs> I wanted a helmet, but I guess. <laughs> I thought it was going to be I wanted to helmet. get both and say, I reject the choice, and I'll do both, and I'm going to maintain my attachments to my father figure, <laughs> cool Din Jarin, but I'm also going to be, you know, I also want to be trained to be a Jedi. Because the guy who made the Darksaber was the first Mandalorian slash Jedi. He could be the second. I, I, what's the game where they're like, you're trying to do some damage or protect yourself. Like that's basically the choice that he's given yes, when, he, when you character basically. create. <laughs> right. Defense or offense. Yeah. I thought about that a lot while watching this, Mike. Um, yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> talk about some other elements just because we're still on Mando. Let's set up where their adventure is heading. Um, yeah. He got his sweet baby back. Grogu did make the choice. They're together. 
in the little co-pilot the seat. The new NX-1 prequel ship, yep. What do you guys think about the Naboo fighter coming in? And right. so the future for them is they're just flying to Mandalore to like, he needs to like, he's a religious fanatic. Cause it's like, it's like God mom, like yelled at him, in the water. Basically. Well, that's what we kind of learned. <laughs> so the in the clone wars, it's interesting. Yeah. You see a lot of Mandalore stuff in the clone wars. Interesting. And most Mandalorians are just normal people. They don't wear helmets all the time. That's mm-hmm. like a very specific extremist cult in the clone yeah. wars. So you kind of gradually learn that Din Djarin is in this like extremist cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and true. they don't recognize the actual ruler of uh, Mandalore. And there's like a big, they like uh, try to assassinate her. Like Obi-Wan has to like protect the queen of Mandalore at one point from these extremists. And yeah. that's the way Din Djarin was raised. So I think he's got to reconcile that. We, we saw with uh, Bo-Katan. What's her name? She's Bo-Katan like, coming Bo-Katan. in. This yeah. guy's a little extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Normal Mandalorians, we don't do that. Like we take we off our helmet. We got some of her motivation, Jacob. We know that Bo-Katan um, received the dark saber through the the lady from Seven rebels Ren, Mike, yep uh, that mandalorian Just and given yes. over believes there's no honor in that it must be won through combat we saw the other vizsla Night of whatever a thousand that guy's tears, name we was saw, this is paz vizsla descendant paz of vizsla, free vizsla who, who was head of the night saber watch man, mike was saying and darth maul murders him and becomes the leader of mandalore and holds the dark oh. saber yeah, so there's some interest, and, he, and the Queen of Mandalore, Obi Wan, may have had a relationship with, and he murders her in front of him. So there's some crazy shit that we could see in oh, Obi Wan cool. yeah. that ties huh. in the Mandalorian lore, where the dark saber come from. It, it could all tie together, and it's a crazy how much of the modern Star Wars story with the Mandalorian and Boba Fett ties Will into be Mandalore the during Clone the Clone War. Wars. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it it's all gonna comes be relying back on a there, lot of crime that. syndicates. Yep. Yeah, and. I think the Mandalore stuff in this season was a little bit rushed because he comes back, he's training with the Darksaber, and then all of a sudden, like, he gets accused of taking his helmet off and they turn on him immediately. Then he has to fight Paz Vizsla. Uh, That all kind of felt rushed a little bit because, like, that should have been maybe more stretched out within a season of the Mandalorian. Uh, I feel like as much as I like the Mandalorian stuff in these episodes, it did feel like they were trying to pack in a lot of like, oh, this is what he's doing now. Then he goes here, then he gets his new ship, then he you know, goes to see Grogu. There's a lot you happening. Yeah. Yeah. And he starts out on that, oh, that really cool like Halo planet. Like yes. just to show how boring Tatooine has kind of become, you mm-hmm. see another planet, which is like that ring planet yes. where all the buildings are on the inside of the ring. I was like, and oh, they got a fucking sick. Halo. Like Tatooine a yeah. is a bus stop for that planet. He takes public <laughs> transportation, gets off, and they're yeah. like, and of course, here's Tatooine. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, right. Don't stop here. Get off of the next one. But regarding his new ship, I think it's really cool. You know, it's a something from the prequels, refurbished kind of. It's an antique to them, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting, though, that they go from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it goes from Jacob's. a spacious uh, uh, kind of minivan in space to a yes. sports car, a basically. No. Yeah, he yeah. lived in an RV. Now he lives in a, yeah, in a, Miata. a Jaguar. Yeah. In a Miata. Yeah. But Jacob, now again. This motherfucker, Amy Sedaris comes in and goes, hey, what's up? This was handcrafted <laughs> for the Naboo, you know, bodyguards from the Princess yeah. of Naboo. Setting up, reminding us as an audience, this motherfucker takes this ship, lands it on the planet next to Luke Skywalker, who should, I guess, at this point, <laughs> I have no idea what his level of knowledge is, go... Hey, you know, uh, actually, my mom was the one who, you know, like commissioned those. And I'm, well, that I'm might have been the one that Anakin. Naboo. 
Yeah, yeah that right. could have been this very one that Anakin drives in yeah. uh, Phantom Menace when it he's like, be, I'll do a barrel roll. That's it a neat trick. <laughs> it could have fucking been. Uh, Qui-Gon told me to yeah. stay in this cockpit, and that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, been the exact same model. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I do like that tie into the prequels, like kind of bringing them into the family, like you're okay too. Um, and we learned that, I learned that the pipe like that he needs, that like radiator, whatever it is, the spaceship part that's like a pipe. That's the same kind of pipe that Luke Skywalker and them use to protect themselves in the trash compactor. Oh, this, get out, really? And so now we know what sure. that was. It's pretty uh, wild, right? I really needed up. to know that. I shut really the needed fuck to know up. That. Well, that's my other fun fact. But I do want to mention another prequel <laughs> tie-in because it, this feels like we're getting, you know, the original and a lot some more prequel love. And now we're like the Mandalorian's kind of like the new shit. So you get all of this in the finale with like the Scorponek droids, which are bigger droidicas and they were like yes. concept art for the prequels that were just never put in so like kind of refurbishing yes. that they've been refurbishing ralph mcquery drawings so they're kind of pulling all this stuff together so i do appreciate that it's like cad bane mandalorian boba fett scorpionx rancor batch. like it's a, a lot of clone war stuff a lot of prequels stuff yeah like it's all and living speaking of droids comics, you're right yeah when when you see the collection of droids that is like uh Amy Sedaris's gang of droids. You have pit droids from the prequel, mm-hmm. and then you have droids from the originals, like the uh, Gonk droid or whatever. Like that is VR five with a bad motivator. That's the one that the Jawas. Yeah. Oh, but but Jacob the yeah. BD from that video game you guys mm-hmm. played yes, too. Yeah, the, the BD Fallout from Jedi Fallen Order. Maybe the same BD unit. Maybe a different unit. Yeah. Who knows? Again, who knows? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find those pit droids. Seeing those those prequels pit droids with the original favorite, series droids dude. really makes it all feel like the same universe to me in, a, in an interesting way yeah it's, it's cool to like it feels like star wars kind of is gaining a cohesion now with all yes. the different eras and and yeah. that's feloni and favreau's i think the their strength so well and you and see a lot I, of this tech from the prequels that's now basically an antique and it's kind of old and dirty and stuff that's i was to say mirrored so perfectly in that one shot of the naboo space fighter on that first flight out in space two X-Wings pull up next to it. You've got, you know, what you used to know about Star Wars, what you can't even believe they brought back from Star Wars. (laughs) It's in the setting of new Star Wars. And you're like, wow, I am being pandered to. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's enough good there, but there's just a couple things they missed. Like, to bring it all the way back to the beginning pitch with the... the, um, you know, Tuscans and stuff should have been in the finale. Like I see a world where the Jawas with that crate dragon crawler are part of the squad on awesome. top of it. Tons of Tuscans, Cobb Vanth, Boba Fett, the Rancor's in the front of it and they pull it up to the city to siege it, drop the gate and the Rancor rush it. Like that's a scene. Awesome. That's sick. Yeah. And they come out of the desert in a straight line. How many are there? We can't really tell, you know, boom numbers, right? Right. No, Just, we need to focus on the mods. Mike, the even mods. that detail, I can't believe it. That's amazing. <laughs> that was my original one. A lot of this stuff that I said, uh, I discussed again with Adam. Credit has to go to him for being the motivating force. He's the one who cracked amazing. the code, and then we just idiated. But yeah, just have him coming in a single file line. They're really far away. The desert heat, you know? God. Right. The sand God. people travel in single file to hide their numbers. The numbers. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, Oh, yeah. That would have been yeah. incredible. And then the Rancor, it's like a siege weapon. You, you get to see a battle crawler with Jawas. How cool would that be? <sighs> yeah. Utini. There's a lot of stuff they could have done. Uti. But but we got what we got, I guess. So maybe yeah, now is as good yes. a time as ever to go and jump over to final thoughts uh, yeah. in the book of Boba Fett. Mm. 
Let's close this chapter uh, right after this. I want the battle crawl. I want my version. I want my <laughs> yeah, version. me too. Hired me to make. <laughs> I would love to see the fucking sand crawler get used with the crate dragon skull on it. Like it's like it's all it's all poetry. Anyway, we did learn that Amy Sedaris dated a Jawa at one point. Where are you think? Uh, you know, yeah. humans were allowed to date them. I'm, I'm against that. I'm I mean, against I, it too. If you, if they're biologically compatible, there's no like crazy <laughs> mutant babies. <laughs> Here's the thing. The best part about this show, and we're back. We're talking our final thoughts here on Book of mm-hmm. Boba Fett, is that it has got me rewatching some Mando stuff. And did you remember that Amy Sedaris not only introduced us to the frogs, two characters I absolutely love, oh, but yeah. uh, Dr. Mandibles, the giant oh, ant yes. who just hangs <laughs> He was one of our favorite characters. Someone she also dated in her past. Uh, easily... Uh, Peli Oto is her character. Peli Moto. She is mm-hmm. 100% my new favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She is amazing. She shows up and she's like, hey, look, everybody, it's Mando. She's basically just speaking for the audience saying, mm-hmm. here's it, Mando. This is what you it, want. Your name's Grogu? That's a dumb name. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's go. You're yeah. so right, Jacob. They're building this spaceship together. Yeah, but uh, she lost a tooth. That was the, That was the most violent thing that happened, really. Like we really consider what happened in the fall. fight. Yeah, I like that her gun in the fight scene is that like blunderbuss looking yeah. thing. <laughs> she's like she's like hill folk. Yeah, she's yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's I like the mechanic character. It's very yeah. It's different than you know a lot of characters that we see in Star Wars. I'm glad like you know she's in it. The Western yeah. trope, she would be making moonshine, you know, but she'd be like a survivalist that like Mando would like you know encounter in the woods and help mm-hmm. like shoe his horse or something, right? You know, you yeah, yeah. you get yeah. these influences, and this is what I want to ask, right? Do they just even beyond the Tatooine setting, not just because of the quote unquote desert ball, but do they keep? going forward with this westernization that they're applying to Star Wars, which I'll remind you guys started out as parodies of, you know, sci-fi serials from like the 70s and 60s, basically. You know, I was thinking about that, actually, and the kind of nature of the Star Wars show is it's become the inspiration. Now we just have these sci-fi serials that basically inspire the original Star Wars. So that's kind of cool you know, return to form almost, but they yeah. are pretty heavily Western influenced. I imagine Ahsoka might go the other direction. You know, her episode was literally Yojimbo. There was shots. Uh, the Rashomon, stolen from it. that's exactly what I was yeah, going to so say. We'll get Mike. more to the Kurosawa, let's say yeah. of star Wars and her show. Um, I think so. And maybe I mean, Obi-Wan Tatooine too, is a little bit. I think Tatooine has basically become planet Western. Planet and like Westworld, the, yeah. Yeah. Tus- <laughs> right. The Tuscans are like the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. You have the settlement towns. There's I mean, literally Cobb a train Vamp, heist. The sheriff. Yeah, well, there's a train I'm heist. I'm around these parts, and there's a train <laughs> going through the great desert. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. okay. So if, That's Apache country. In, it's like, okay. <laughs> yep, sure. I would like, you know, I would like things, you know, why not have a show set on Coruscant that's like a, a cyberpunk type of show? You can Where have, the mods can live. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the, we don't need I don't them. mind the mods as much as a lot of people, actually, because do they fit the aesthetic of Tatooine? Maybe not, but I feel like their whole point is like they're trying to stand out from the normal people of Tatooine by wearing like flashy clothes and having these yeah, they're mod scooters. <laughs> yeah. 
which is yeah. you know goes back to uh, you know the American graffiti of it all. George Luke is very inspired by yeah. you know fifties type stuff like that. Uh, so that works for me. And obviously, there was they're based on the mod. There's a group of you know zoomies in Britain mods. called the mods who would drive around on these crazy looking scooters and stuff. So kind of evokes uh, the Bosu's, Bok, Boku Soku <laughs> culture of Japan. They had the crazy Boku biker Soku. gang. But anyway, mm, yeah. Bosu Soku, anyway. So Apologies that didn't bother me. That didn't bother me as much as a lot of people. I think those characters, not my favorite, but I didn't. they didn't totally ruin Star Wars for me. Uh, but overall, I would like to see different settings other than Tatooine. We've seen Tatooine yes. a lot. We've seen sand. We've seen, We've seen a sand. lot of... Uh, Spice, you know, spice production on sand planets. We've seen that. And we've done a couple episodes on stuff about that recently, so I am done with that topic. But I think this is a perfect thing to set up my final thoughts here, and then I'll let you guys get yours. Go for it. Here's my issue. And I think it goes back to the fact of what we were saying of having this same guy in charge of the only two at-bats of Star Wars TV shows makes us all feel like Oh, is this what Star Wars TV shows are like? No, they are going to be different because there's going to be a plethora of stories coming out. But to that question I asked earlier of when you have the exact same talent trying to recreate what made them popular and and what like essentially gave him a blank check to keep doing more of this stuff, why doesn't the second iteration work? I always think of that story that people tell when they are in a band. Of, you know, when you're in a band, when you're the fucking Rolling Stones, before you're discovered, you spend 16 years playing gigs, figuring out what that first album's going to be. And then Mandalorian hits, and it's a fucking hit, and somebody says, oh my god. And six months later, they say, well, do you have an idea six months from now from album two? Because you kind of have to get going immediately. And you don't have that gestation period. You put all that time into that original to just let it marinate and get so perfect, fill it up with every idea you thought you had. And now somebody comes to you and says, well, you know, in season two, for that one episode where Boba Fett was kind of in it, couldn't that be your second album? And you're like, yeah, is that (laughs) what people want to hear? And they go, well, we we think that's what they want to hear. And you go, okay. Give me some time. I think I can put this together here. And it wouldn't it it doesn't stand a chance of being as good as that first thing because again, it just the 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 weight of intention and thought and power behind it is just never going to match up. He's the way we used to describe Mando was literally remember when he would have some things that were just toys that he would CG in as like vehicles and stuff and people mm-hmm. would say this is a guy playing with his toys. Now he's going well, I play with my toys. Well, what toys do you still have in the store? Oh, you've got kind of the characters I didn't really want to like use the first time. Well, mm-hmm. okay, you know, but yeah, it is interesting to, to get a new toy. Okay, well, I've got this cool Boba Fett now, and he can go on adventures. Boba, let's go on adventures. And you're like, no, man. It's just right, like it's right. never going to be as good. Well, Colin, to go off your, your band analogy a little bit, yeah. um, remember mm. that show True Detective? True Detective Season 1. Boom. Everybody, huge hit. Everybody fucking loved it. Uh, they're like, I can't wait to see what Season 2 is going to be about. And then a lot of people are super disappointed because they used all their best ideas 
your season so right. one. I think that that happens a lot of times when you have a surprise hit and then you're trying to replicate that success. And a it's producer never saying, Jacob, hey, and we got to get the next one out quick because, you know, while people are still watching this, we've already sold the, the fucking advertising space. And you're like, oh, hold on. What? <laughs> yeah. So it's like you have all that time to come up with your first idea. And now you're like, you need to come up with the, with the sophomore album. You're exactly right. I think that happens a lot. Can I uh, follow up on the band metaphor? This is all making sense here because it's like you make the first album for art's sake and then yes. not only do you have to make it and you're trying to force it, the record label's like, hey, can we get, can we get a love song on the album? Hey, can we yes. get... You know, so there's these capitulations they have It'd to make to the label. It'd be great if we had another one like Mando. You know, that, that Mando yeah. song was so good. If we could just yeah. have another, a couple, two Grogu yeah. songs, hey, maybe. You, you remember that, like, uh, that Tatooine, on. that Tatooine you did on the first album? Yeah. People really oh, liked that. baby, it was good. <laughs> Classic. So I think that's happening. Yeah. Um, and also, the other time, let's say, look at Star Wars history when maybe one guy who has arguably really great creative vision was in complete control with no one to say no. You were wondering, how did John Favreau get the rights to say he's the sole writer? Well, this is what happens when no one tells John Favreau no, uh, potentially. So just like George Lucas. So maybe on that it's second album, you yeah. hire Irving Kirchner to direct instead. <laughs> you know, like, that's the way that's, to do yeah, it. That's true. You know, and I hope Filoni maybe gets a crack at the Ahsoka show because he created that character. And I think he can bring a lot of positiveness to that. That's what I would like to see. Again, I think this is an exercise in, yeah, a sophomore album corporations got to corporate you know hey we need to tease ahsoka remember remind people about grogu mando season three and yeah. also do boba fett all at once it's like and, and that's a big ask and too like, and like for some reason i've decided i'm gonna be the one who answers that question that again daydreaming calling at the bus stop at 10 years old who would go you know some guy told me that sarlacc's digesting for 3,000 years, but I heard there's a Star Wars book where Boba Fett gets out. I wonder how that would happen or what that would look like. And he's the guy. And he's the one who goes, and I should also be in charge of answering that question. A billion kids across the world have have been thinking for most of their lives. You (laughs) just, he doesn't, you don't realize the landmine you've stepped on. It's, it's a bigger explosion than you're expecting, baby. Yeah. It's a a big pile of poodoo. You just stepped in, you know, (laughs) well, I think, uh, you know, the different Star Wars shows probably will have different vibes to them with different showrunners, like you said. So John Favreau being the showrunner of the Mandalorian and this, it's like, that's why they feel kind of similar, which, you know, goes back to my take. I told you guys, they should have a show just called star Wars. Yes. Oh yeah. Thank you for saying (laughs) this. Because it's become an ensemble. It's this uh, retroactively. They should be like, by the way, we're sorry. We called that the Mandalorian. Obviously that's stupid name for a TV show. We will now going forward, just be calling it all star Wars. (laughs) We will update seasons as they come out. And you'd be like, Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely. It should just be an ongoing show called star Wars. Maybe you separate them by different eras. And it should be be focusing on whatever characters, star Wars, deep space, nine star Wars, (laughs) Voyager. Uh, (laughs) The star Star Wars Voyager song where they sing it though. That's, that's where I really like that. Star Wars Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's a prequel. By having a more, uh, (laughs) by having a more general star Wars show and making it more of an ensemble, I think they could focus on different characters. Yeah. And if you go back and watch the Clone Wars, the way that show is structured, they were grouped into episodes of like two to four episode arcs where mm-hmm. it would be a 
telling a singular story within that arc, focusing on different characters generally, usually Anakin or Obi-Wan or Ahsoka, but they would also have these droid side stories with R2-D2 and C-3PO. Oh, they would have no, complete no, no. arcs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Some better than others, but uh, there's a lot of filler in there. But I think if you did something more like that structure in a live action, that would even work better than what they did with Boba Fett because – the Boba Fett arc could be a three or four episode arc. Then you could have the Mandalorian yes. arc rather than the way they're structured now with these limited series of eight episodes or seven episodes or whatever. It just, I don't know why they, yeah. they structured it that way. I and, guess. And Jacob, yeah. then I wouldn't have to be asking myself questions like, Oh, did the guy who started the MCU universe not know how to write? If he's every episode, he's just doing, you know, bathtub flashbacks. <laughs> like, why are you, why are you making me question your abilities? Yeah, mm-hmm. which is kind of like he did kind of get a free pass with the Mandalorian being such a huge success. They're kind of like, all right, you can do whatever. But I think mm-hmm. Filoni does have some a lot of input into this too. So I think I don't know if it's all Favreau, like he's the biggest name attached, I guess. But uh, there's going a very forward, small yeah. like story by asterisk somewhere for yeah, Dave Filoni. Yeah, but Dave Filoni <laughs> is be. generally known as the guy who George Lucas trusted as like his successor to the star Wars lore. Like he He's was in the charge keeper of the, of the lore. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which, which I think that's how it should be. You know, again, he gets the blank check Favreau. We got what we got. It's a big ask to like, remember to remind people about all of our shows and do that thing in space real quick with the Kim's convenience guy, just in case we don't cancel <laughs> the, the, the rogue squadron. Right. Yeah, just in case right. we don't do that. So, <laughs> Who knows? It, it's hard, and it, to compare it to Mandalorian, that first album was such a banger. You know, it's it, tall ask, but hopefully, yeah, the new shows will be better. I guess at the uh, end of the day, the book of Boba Fett, weirdly, you know, almost a third of it wasn't even about him. So yeah. weird misstep. Yeah. But I'll there's com- some good there. I'll compare it to a dumber Favreau specific. It's the Jungle Book is so much better than the Lion King, <laughs> and you go like, well, what happened there? But again, it just right. it just shows you. And Iron Man one to Iron Man two, of course, famously just a huge dip in quality. But uh, again, yeah. meddling, who knows? So. Oh, I think he just do he'll just go do his own project because after Iron Man two, he went and did Chef. Exactly. So we'll just do Jetster Dexter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need a Dexter Jester show. Okay. And, and I'll tell you what, show, Max yeah. Rebo better be on that show to show that he survived that fucking bomb. That's all I'm Here's saying. Here's the real question. I think this is the last question before we get out of here. True. What does Max Rebo know? And is he pulling all the strings? He survived two Max, bombings of Max, gangsters. It's me. He's just the guy lucky. who used to play jizz in your band. Baby, you got to leave that club tonight. I heard something's going down. Bloop, 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 mm-hmm. bloop. That's right. Max, you got to go. And then he's like, just like he creeping at the back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it would be cool. Uh, what about like a film noir type show set on Coruscant with the Coruscant underworld? And you have Dexter Jetster in there. Maybe uh, Max Rebo <laughs> takes a trip to Coruscant to work in oh, some bars there. Yeah. yeah. And then we have, Big you know. billboard Max Rebo on tour. <laughs> <laughs> and we see the seedy <laughs> underbelly Star of Coruscant. Tour. I think that would be dope. Now, was that what the... Of course, that would be fun to have a show in. <laughs> was that what the failed uh, or canceled Boba Fett video game was? The Star Wars bounty hunting 7 There was a Star Wars 1313. Was that on Coruscant, the dark underbelly? Mm-hmm. Wow. See, and that's yeah, it was going to be like an saying. urban. Yeah. Give us yeah, that, that noir. 
Crime in the City. Yeah, we, enough desert landscape. Put a show in the city of Star Wars. Yeah, it's War. sci-fi. There's like big cities. There's crazy technology. Like we want to see that too. Oh, yeah, hey the there, time mister. We spend Can we give you a horse some water? We're all, of course, <laughs> in space. You're like, yeah, yeah. We are, we know. We know. Yeah. We are farming moisture out here. <laughs> hey, howdy, <laughs> which is what we say on most Pelagos. <laughs> it's Freetown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. sure, sure. Yeah, um, Star Wars. Let's let's do a little bit different aesthetic, maybe. Yeah, it's a big please. universe. That's our yeah, home. Yeah, it's a big universe. There's a lot of stuff you can focus Normies, on. Normies, we mm-hmm. have more Star Wars coming up. <laughs> Obviously, this will not be the last time. You know it's one of our favorite topics. If you haven't already, go back and listen. I think we got two Mandalorian episodes. I'm sure we got a billion watches where we're like, I'm like three episodes into Mando season one. Is this the best <laughs> show you guys have ever watched or what? You know, you and can find those early takes. Eddie. Yeah, yeah, so we, we've got our original Solo. Um, Star Vember uh, War Sember yeah. of all the Star <laughs> Wars movies. So go back, check for more, and I'm, I'm sure we'll be back with some more Star Wars content too with the Obi-Wan show not premiering on May the 4th. No, no, no. May 21st or something like that. So yeah. we will return. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yep. So... In the meantime, I think the credits are getting transferred now so we can unfreeze Joe for next week. We'll make sure that all clears. But in the meantime, you know, this has been your boys, your bounty boys. That's right. It's your bounty boys, uh, Maz Colin Otta. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Mike Kersantin. And and this is Jacob Vanth. Howdy, partner. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Y'all, t- y'all come back, you hear? Y'all come back to space now, you hear? Because <laughs> we're in the future space, past future space. Hit and stop. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.